keep things rolling here on the Sports Cubicle. I'm your host, Mike Mercado. He's Paul Shivari, and it has been a busy show, but the good times keep on rolling here on the Sports Cubicle. Polly, what do we got coming up? So today we have a guest that is releasing a book. It's actually the second book in a series of three about various sports role models. We all know in this day and age where... Um, you know, there, there's uh, controversies with certain athletes and, and they're always kind of in the headlines. And, and sometimes the, the philosophy of should we consider certain athletes role models or not? Well, our guest here today wrote a book that shows examples and stories of various people that we should look to in the athletic world for their leadership skills. And he's also an expert in his own field, uh, character development and leadership, the name of his company and how he's applied that into uh, the high school curriculums around the United States. Our guest today is Dr. Joseph Hodel, who is the author of Sports Role Models, book number two in the series that's going to be out coming up here. Uh, Dr. Hodel, thank you for joining our show today. Yes, uh, great to be here, and, and just call me Joe, please. All right, Joe. Um, so this book coming out, it's the second in a series of three. It's out soon. Um, can you give us a preview of some of the athletes that are going to be featured in this book coming up? Sure. We actually have uh, we have three books, uh, conveniently called Sports Role Models Book 1, Book 2, and Book 3, and uh, they're all out. Um, but I would say for um, for Book 2, um, you know, some prominent names that, that you would know. We'd have uh, Walter Payton, uh, John Wooden, Jim Valvano, J.J. Uh, Watt. If you remember Muggsy Bogues, I'm sure you do. Uh, one, of oh, my, yeah. one of my favorites in here. Uh, Barry Sanders, Kurt Warner, Herb Brooks, who, who um, actually uh, was the coach of the 1980 Olympic team that won the gold medal. So those there's there's 34 in here. Um, probably a lot of them that you would know and love and admire and look up to. But sometimes it's people that you've never heard of before. Um, for instance, like a Pete Frades, or um, um, you even have a, a high school girl in here by the name of Carolyn Found. So just just a number of different stories, human interest stories. Well, and I was going to ask uh, originally when I when I found out that we were going to do doing this interview, I was going to ask if you were going to include coaches in this. And I saw John Wooden's name, but that's exciting to see that you know Jim Valvano is another person that name uh, comes up. You know, and then you did say some of the lesser known ones, and I I don't know much about Pete Frades, so I'm excited to see that you kind of do feature some of the lesser known people as well. I guess in in my opinion, this just seems like a perfect collection for like a cof- a coffee table book, a great kind of icebreaker sort of book that kind of introduces people, I think, to some of the, the, the new stories, the old stories, and maybe things that they didn't quite know before they, they opened the book. I, I would agree. I, I kind of think of it as, uh, remember uh, January 1st and uh, all these uh, American households around the country are s- sitting up until one o'clock in the morning watching the semifinals of the uh, you know NCAA um, uh, football. And, and I think you're a sports fan if you do that. If you sat around watching all these playoff games last week, you know you're a sports fan. These, I, I wrote these books basically for for that. You know, for those people, and and it's the stories behind the stories. Um, you know, you think you know Walter Payton, um, but there's a reason that he is the the namesake for the NFL Man of the Year, and and it really goes about telling stories like that. 
Joe, one of the things that has really disheartened me over the last few months, if not the last few years, has been the loss of great sports journalism when it comes to profiling certain stories and certain athletes. And we lost it when, you know, at this point, Sports Illustrated doesn't exist anymore. And that was a gateway for a lot of us to Mm. see these stories, like seeing what some of these great athletes are doing behind the scenes on and off the field. And I wonder for you to bring these stories to light in a day and age where I will say... Not just the sports fan, but whether you're a fan of Star Wars or the Beatles, we are much more cynical now, or it seems that way because of social media and just the openness of being able to have our opinion everywhere. What made you, what drove you to show the positive when we know that in 2024, revenue is driven by clicks and clicks get a lot more when you're showcasing the negative and the dirty and showcasing all the gross and grime opposed to actual stories like this where you're bringing the best of the best from people we see every day yeah it's a a great great question and it's a it's a long way around Um, but we have we have this uh, nationwide program it's called the student athlete program and it's an app-based program designed to develop the character leadership and sportsmanship of high school athletes so your local schools the ad would would you know purchase this to be funneled down to all the coaches to be used with all the athletes. And what we do is we provide these, these five lessons in a week that teaches a certain trait. Okay. And one of those five lessons are, are the sports role models that, that I, 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 I came to understand that, that we all can be inspired. And more importantly, we want to be inspired. You know, we want to hear about the great stories. We want to, we want to know the stories behind the stories. Not, not just that you can put a ball through a hoop or score, score a touchdown. It's, it's what you do as a person. What is your character? Like, how do you give back? Um, What do you do for the fans? How do you represent the game? And, and those stories, um, I think, inspire people to do better and be better. And that's really the, the the main reason why I wrote these books. So let me ask you this. How important is it for you, especially when you're dealing with these these young adults, these these people, these student athletes that are going to be the leaders of this world in the future, telling them to and explaining to them all sides of the stories? Where Where are you on that fence where it's highlighting all the great stories, all the triumphs, all the things that an athlete has to overcome and also spotlighting some of the dirtiness and some of the grossness and teaching them to look and be aware of these things so that they don't make the same mistakes of past generations and that we are continuously growing for the thing that we love most. And that is sports. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a tight line, uh, tight rope, isn't it? I mean, you've, you've got to be able to show people examples of, of things that have happened where people have, suffered the the consequences from them. You know, and I, if I close my eyes, I I think of people like Michael Vick. Um, I think of Lance Armstrong. I think of Pete Rose. And, and there's just so many examples in sports history where people had poor character and they made poor choices. Think about Tiger Woods. I mean, in 2008, this, this guy was as, as high as you could be in terms of on the, on the pinnacle, um, of, and, and 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 then we find out that he has basically ten different women in ten different countries. Um, you, you know that he was having affairs with while he's married. So that was a major character flaw. So I think it's important to for kids to learn from that. But then I also want them to understand that there are people that have 
these strengths as well. And I want you to learn from that as well. How long did it take you over these years? Because this has obviously been something that you have enjoyed doing and, and there's been so many benefits and there's so much testimonial to talk about. But to learn as time has gone on to see the difference between the art and the artist, in this case, the athlete and the sport and what they do and trying to find that line of this is a great example or this is a great way to measure some of these athletes. How tough is that for you and the entire team to continuously evolve in that evaluation of what society is looking for in our quote-unquote heroes in our athletes and our role models yeah that so what we did um this was about 2014 um we we got together a number of uh, high school coaches and we asked them what are the traits that that sports does teach or that it should teach and we came up with i'm going to say close to 100 different traits right uh confidence and um you know, composure and, and uh, desire and focus and perseverance, all those types. And what we did is we rank ordered those, you know, based on these 20, 20 coaches and we rank ordered them. And those are the, those are the traits that basically um, we, we wrote our chapters about. So then it was really about, <laughs> it's, it's really a long-term process because I have, we have, we're basically going to have a hundred and 136 different athletes. Um, and so it's four people for every trait. So if you could actually see my Excel spreadsheet of all the people that, that say, for instance, uh, exemplify uh, leadership, that's a long list. Um, and then to select just four people that exemplify that, it's very subjective. And probably who I would choose is probably different from who you would choose. Was there someone specific that you considered a role model in the you know sports world kind of growing up or someone that kind of you know, was the first person you thought of when you started doing these books, like, okay, well, if we're, if I'm going to do this, this is the guy that's number one in my head that, that is going to be on the list. I would probably say Barry Sanders. Mm, okay. Uh, I, I, I mean, I grew up, I grew up in, in Michigan in about the time when he was um, playing and pinnacle of his career. And just to see him um, and, and first of all, he's a human highlight reel, right? I mean, he would, he would take a simple run off tackle and he'd break it out to the left-hand side and there'd be three defenders. He'd spin around on a dime and go all the way to the right side, juke out some players and go into the end zone. And we would all be yelling and screaming saying, this is the greatest play we've ever seen. And what would he do? He would hand the ball to the ref and he wouldn't make a big deal about it. It wouldn't be me, 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 no, no choreographed uh, dances. And what he'd do is high five a couple players, and he'd go to the bench. He'd sit down, and he'd he'd drink his Gatorade. And there were, I think, there were probably millions of of parents saying to their children, "Now this is how it's done," you know. And I I think that's such a great example. Um, and he's done so much off the field too in terms of his charities. It's it's really he's really an amazing story. So I'm so glad you brought this up. I want to go two different ways. Okay, the first one I want to go is more. Uh, let's save the the real fun stuff for the second part of this. So we'll start a little bit more heavy on this one. What do you, somebody like Michael Jordan here in Chicago, we know the, the reverence that is MJ, their statues, children are still being named Michael Jordan in 2024. They haven't won a championship since 98. When you're writing a book <laughs> like this and, you know, obviously growing up and, and, and watching the bad boys and everything that's happened since then, how do you, 
How would you detail? What, what, where do you fall when it comes to someone like Michael Jordan after you wrote Sports uh, Role Models Book 1, 2, and 3, and it's like, he's a GOAT, but there's a lot of stuff that goes into Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Yes, and, and um, you know, how I, how I go about that is uh, I'm not picking Boy Scouts. You know, this, this mm. is not uh, – every person is not Tony Dungy. And Tony Dungy is a saint. I mean, <laughs> when someone gets in trouble um, in the NFL and they want they want to be redeemed, they they the NFL sends them to Tony Dungy. Um, so if I wrote a hundred and some stories, uh, basically of a Tony Dungy, I think he might be a little bored. Um, so what I did is I, I selected people that exemplify traits. Okay, so when I wrote about Michael Jordan, I wrote about him and his trait is competitiveness. All right, so I'm focusing on how he exemplified competitiveness. Um, and so I, I guess, you know, when I'm, when I'm writing, I'm not, I'm not focusing on the gambling stuff that we heard about mm-hmm. or, 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 or those types of stories. Um, I, I'm focused on what, what made him great um, and then how we really exemplified that trait. And I hope that makes sense. No, it does. And I think something that we're all trying to make sense here is the Detroit Lions are so close to a Super Bowl, and we know that they are an amazing story. And where do you, something like that for you just must just peak and, and make you smile and giddy knowing that in, in book number four, you get to mention possibly the Super Bowl champion, Detroit Lions. It's, it's possible, and I think there's a number of people on that team, including the coach, that seems to have, you know, elements of, of good character. I mean, we, I don't know the stories behind the stories at this point, but I, I certainly know that uh, that word grit is being thrown around a lot. Um, and who knows, maybe they could pull it off, and there's, there's just, a, just a great story underneath there. We're speaking with Joe Hodel, who released uh, uh, three books, Sports Role Models. Uh, we're talking about book two right now, but of course, all three are out right now. Um, Joe, I you know I saw you got your PhD from Michigan State University. Is Tom Izzo uh, one mm. of the people mentioned uh, in these books, or is that someone you considered? Uh, he's he's been he's on the list, but he didn't he didn't make the cut, um, and. Uh, <laughs> I, I kind of feel bad about that because I think he, <laughs> I, I I think wanna, he is a great leader. I don't want to put but, any pressure um, on you about that. Hey, maybe a book four? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's possible. He's on the list for book four, but um, there's so many. You know, think about it. If you had to list the top, you know, 50 coaches, and then you're only going to write about one for leadership, you know, it's a it's – a, it's, Man, it's a it's a fine line there. And you selected John Wooden, who's kind of just right. like the, the grandfather yeah. of NCAA yeah. men's basketball. So I could I could understand what a tough decision that was. But I wanted to ask you about your work with character development and leadership. Um, it, it seems like it's kind of your baby, your company. Um, I, I saw that there's a couple of different curriculums that you do. Uh, you know, one um, in the classroom, and then the the student athlete one. You kind of touched upon a little bit. Could you tell us a little bit about that, and maybe some of the results that that you seen out of these these projects that you've done? Uh, absolutely. So we started the, the company back in 2003, and these programs are used in about 3,500 high schools around the country. Um, you're in Chicago, right? Chicago area? That's correct. So uh, like Simeon, um, okay. th- they use it, it, they use it there. Um, but think of it as a leadership class. Okay. So 
So um, probably 60% of high schools in the country have a leadership class, and the teachers are looking for a curriculum, you know, basically a course for them to be able to teach. And and um, and we've we've uh, for 3,500 schools, you know, that's that's what they use. And then, like I said, the the offshoot of that was a student athlete program. So there are so many coaches that taught this class. They said, well, that's great, Joe, but I want to make a difference with my athletes in an athletic environment. You you know, do you have anything for that? Mm -hmm. And for, I would say, at least 10 years, I said, no, we didn't. And then finally, I went back to all these coaches and I said, if you were going to have a program that would do that, make an impact on your athletes, uh, get them to make better decisions, you know, get into less trouble, work harder, be more loyal, be a better teammate, what would that look like? And that's what we developed um, uh, for the athletes. What do you think, Joe, is the biggest difference these athletes have to deal with, the, the circumstances, the distractions, whatever it may be, whether it's expectations of schooling and having the right results on and off the field? What are some of the things that have really impressed you and, and you've seen growth-wise when it comes to these student athletes, these young people who are developing in this crazy world that we have right now that you see every single day? Are you talking about the negatives or the positives? Positives, the positives, because uh, you, like we said, we we there's a there's enough negativity out there. What are the positive things you see of these athletes with the world full of these negatives? Yeah, I, I think I think um, you know, I I think it's a realization and it's an understanding of of what it takes um, to really to really make it in terms of um, of athletics. Um, you know, it it is starting to understand that it's it's more than just having physical talent. It's it's applying that, and it's um, it's seeing the people that that really do make it and how hard they work, the the exercise, the fitness, the diet, um, and and I think understanding of of what it really takes and all the perseverance and the dedication that it takes. How much is the surroundings of of these athletes, the family dynamic when it comes to being all in and all this has an impact in the the athletes that can have that opportunity that are that are, you know, blessed enough to have X, Y or Z. But that family dynamic of everybody being all in and how, how big of a factor has that been? Has has that been a growing trend that we've seen? Yes. And I wouldn't say that's all for the for the positive. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wouldn't, um, you, you know, the number one reason that high school kids play sports, do you know what that would be mm. for enjoyment? It's, 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 it's fun, yeah. fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The number one, the number one reason that, that the high school kids stop playing sports is because it's not fun anymore. Mm. So we, we do have to keep that in mind and understand that, that less than 2% of these high school athletes will go on to college even. So um, I think it is. If if I'm a, if I'm a high school uh, coach, which I am, I coach girls golf. You you you've got to make sure it is fun. It is something that they feel like um, they they learn these life lessons of sports and and what it can teach because they're dramatic um, and apply that to your own life. But uh, but also to to be a good teammate um, and to you know in, enjoy the sport and understand. Uh, what it can offer you down the road. 
Our guest today is Joe Hodel. He released a book, Sports Role Models, book two. It's a three-part series. They're all out now on Amazon. Uh, look for them. There's 34 athletes profiled in this book. Some names that you might know, like uh, Dick Vitale or uh, Billie Jean King, John Wooden, some names that you might not know. Um, and then for Chicagoans, there's some uh, local heroes detailed in this one as well. Uh, Elena Deladonna, Walter Payton, of course, Jenny Finch, Danica Patrick, amongst so many more. Uh, Joe, thank you so much much for joining our show today. Absolutely. It's uh, great to be a part of it. And if they if they do want to get the book, it's at amazingrolemodels.com. And we'll leave a link down to below if you're following us all over the socials, like on Twitter at Sports Cubicle TV, and of course at the YouTube channel at Sports Cubicle TV. Joe, thank you so much. We got more coming up next here on the Sports Cubicle. I'm Mike Mercado. He's Paul Shavari.